Merry Christmas, everybody. And all of you online who decided to join us tonight also, Merry Christmas. I'm really, really, it's, it's my pleasure that you guys have decided to spend Christmas Eve with us. And it's really awesome. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, have you ever had a tryout? You know what I mean? You're getting ready to play a sport, okay? And so you get, you get invited to either a public or a private tryout. And maybe if you haven't, with sports, maybe it's been some theatrical presentation or something like that where you have to sing and you have to act and you have to do all those things. If not, maybe you've been in some sort of job interview where they're asking you a lot of questions and they're trying to figure out who you are and what, what you're about and, and, and maybe that's been part of your experience. Aren't those kind of funny? And then many of you have gone through the experience of getting your driver's license. It's really funny because you can do a lot of talking, right? And so when you're talking to the person who's going to do your driving test, they might say, so have you practiced? Oh, yeah, I practiced a whole lot. I think I'm going to be good. I probably don't even need to do the driving test. And then the instructor says, are you so good? How about we take a ride? You know, and then you get the like sweaty palms and you start to, you know, breathe a little fast. Your heart rate goes up because now they've asked you to do a skill. It's the same thing, man. When you're in a tryout, when you're in some kind of, you know, job interview, listen, I'm, I'm looking out in the audience. I know a bunch of y'all. Some of y'all are slick, man. Some of y'all are smooth talkers. Talk your way out of anything, convince somebody of anything, right? But then it's all fun and games until they say, okay, enough talking. I want you to prove yourself with a skill because that changes the whole program because now you're just bringing yourself you can't try and lie fake whatever you want to do you are now going to have to do that skill and if your skill is not good enough you will not be on that team you will not be in that presentation okay but if your skill is good enough you're going to be on that team or you're going to be in that musical right listen it's a funny thing because that's a real vulnerable place. When we go to a tryout, all we can do is bring ourselves, because that's all we got. There are no words, it's done talking, it's now about action, and that's all we have is we bring ourselves. Now, what I think is really funny is that this whole month we've been talking about the song Little Drummer Boy. And that's why it says, come they told me. It's one of the lyrics, the first lyrics of, of the song. And this ballad is a wonderful story. It's many of your, your favorite Christmas songs because it's so relatable. I mean, what is more basic than a kid with two sticks banging on something, right? I mean, that is as basic as it gets. Kind of annoying, but it's really as basic as it gets. And so you have a kid who's got pots all over the ground, okay, Tupperware and pots, and two wooden spoons, and they're just banging away and banging away, and after about an hour, or for some of you, about three minutes, it's like, all right, put that away, right? But so this story has come, they told me, there was something that was heard, and maybe it kind of relates a little bit to the wise men or the three kings, because they brought a bunch of gifts, man, they brought some really expensive gifts, and so the, the, this, this little boy says, hey, I'm a poor boy too, talking to Mary and Joseph. I got nothing to bring, but I actually do have a drum, and I don't know how good I am at it, but I at least can bring this drum and play this for you. Is that okay? Is that going to be okay? It's kind of a cool story, because we can all relate to it. Come they told me 
is a really interesting phrase too because it's an invitation. It's saying to come, okay? It's saying, hey man, I want you to involve yourself in something. So it is an invitation, but it's, but it's also an action behind it. It says, look, look, man, come, they told me. I heard this thing that, that I think is from God. I, I think there's something supernatural going on. I heard this thing, and now I'm being invited to it. Listen, this is how God works with us, whether you know this or not. Maybe it, it passes you by, but this is how God works with us. It's called manifestation and invitation. Manifestation and invitation. A manifestation is something that was once a concept, once a thought, and became a reality. It's something that was just in your mind and you're not so sure about it, but all of a sudden it became evident and became obvious. It may even became, have become visibly clear. That's manifestation. That's something that we thought was theory and became manifest into something that was real. You know? And every time that, that's, that God does something and he is moving in your life and you might see it because of some kind of circumstance that you've been in or something you've been saved from that, that was sure danger or somebody that talked to you, something you read, something you heard, and it's like, man, I needed that at the right time and I think I'm starting to get this feeling that God was doing something, that God was making himself manifest, right? Because... With manifestation, when God manifests himself, he always brings with it an invitation. So God gets our attention in, in various ways, in many ways. I, I think everybody could have a, a different story about that. And then along with that, he always brings an invitation. I love that. Because he's inviting us to himself. He's inviting us to draw closer to himself, the creator and king of the universe. And he does so through Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple things out of the, the Christmas story because we see the manifestation and invitation all throughout the story when we talk about the wise men and we talk about the shepherd. Let me go with the wise men first, Matthew 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Man, this is both manifestation and an invitation. I mean, look at it. It says, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. That was the manifestation. Listen, there's nothing unusual about God using the stars to kind of get somebody's attention. And these were magi. These were the wise men from the east. They, they kind of read the stars. I don't understand how all that works, but God was working with them, who they were in their situation, to get their attention. And so the wise men come, and they're asking a question, where's the newborn king of Jews? We saw his stars that rose, and we have accepted the invitation. It says here, we have come to worship him. But what it is saying is that we got the invitation. We understand that this invitation was some kind of thing, sign, manifestation from God, and now we're, we're saying yes to it. Now, in the midst of that, King Herod also heard of this. And King Herod was the physical king of the Jewish people at that time, and he became very jealous because he forgot all about the prophecy of the Messiah coming, who would be the king of all kings, Jesus Christ. But he forgot all about that, got real jealous, talked to some religious leaders and said, where is this king going to be born? Is it going to be in Jerusalem? 
And it says, no, in Bethlehem, it says this in the prophecy in Micah 5, 2. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. So there was this expectation that there was going to be some kind of appearance, something evident, something obvious, a manifestation of God. There was already, it was already kind of spoken of 500 years before Jesus came, okay? And now the stars line up, and the wise men and the magi, they're like, hey man, we can't ignore this. This is an invitation. Let's pack the camels and let's go see. And they went and they say, here we, have, here we are. Here's more of that. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There was another manifestation. There was another sign from God. There was another thing that became evident and real and obvious, and it was in the sky again, and it's pointing them right to where Jesus was, which is a point that you have to understand that when God makes manifest himself and he gets your attention somehow, he's making his way so that you can make your way to Jesus. And the wise men, these, these magi, land at Jesus' feet. They entered the house. They accepted the invitation, and they saw him, and they offered him gifts, very expensive gifts. Let's look at the, the shepherds. Same kind of thing, manifestation and invitation. Okay, here's what it says about them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. We just heard this beautifully read. There was the manifestation. They're like doing their thing, man. They're just, in, they're just living life, okay? They're, they're tending to the shepherds. It's nighttime and this radiance and this light and this glory just shone all around them. They're like, man, what is going on? This is not normal. This is super normal, supernatural. This must be of God. And they were terrified. Angels are probably really scary looking. But I think I would have been scared with this bright light that just shone all around. You're like, what was that, right? And so there's this manifestation. But here's the invitation. Here it is. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Do you see the invitation? The invitation was right here. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find, and that's really saying, you're probably going to be on your way to Bethlehem because of this, Okay. I can't imagine why you wouldn't. And that was the invitation. But the invitation brought them to Jesus, brought them right to the feet of Jesus. What they were after, they are saying, listen, I want to bring everybody right to the feet of Jesus, okay? And so it says here, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord. Here's three names of Jesus. He's the Savior. 
And when we praise God every year this time of year because Jesus came to earth, the king of all kings, born in the most humble of circumstances in a manger so that he could live this miraculous life, die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, rise from the dead to conquer all darkness, sin, and death. That's a savior. And then it says, it says the, the Messiah, the Christ that's what Christ means. We say Jesus Christ. It means Jesus the Savior. Messiah is the word Christ. It's actually anointed one, but that's what Messiah means in Hebrew, and it's what Christ means in Greek. It means the, the anointed one. The Messiah is here. And so we're pointing all the way back to the hundreds of years of prophecy, and here's Jesus. And then it says the Lord, who is the King of all kings, who is the ruler of the universe, born in the flesh, so they accepted the invitation, by the way. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Brought, brought him right to Jesus. They, they hurried, I'm sorry. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I love that last line, it was just as the angel had told them. Listen, there was this manifestation that, that they saw that they knew had to be from God because they couldn't explain it any other way. And this is like God trying to get their attention and draw them to him. They accept the invitation and this journey that we get on sometimes when we're like, man, I think God is trying to tell me something. I, I think there's something going on here that God is in. And that is very true. Because God is involved in your life. He is never far from you. He is always near to you. He's always trying to get your attention. He's always trying to show you his goodness and his power and his mercy and his love. He's always doing that. He's always bringing you to a place where you can experience the freedom you need and take this dark world that we live in a dark place sometimes and you bring the light into it and all of a sudden the darkness goes away and he's just saying, I'm going to bring you to the feet of Jesus. This happened to the wise men happened to the shepherds, happens to you and me. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we're so busy it just goes right by. Sometimes we're living with a, a significant amount of doubt and God never gives up on you. Because here, here, here's the principle again. You have manifestation and invitation. Manifestation, invitation. Manifestation, invitation. That means God is taking something that is theory, something that is not really, you know, uh, in, in our minds as clear as it can be, and he starts making it clear, and he starts making it obvious, and he starts making it evident in your life, and he starts making it real to you. And with the manifestation, like I said, comes this invitation. But what is this, what is this invitation really? What is it? I was at this uh, gathering. I, I love the Christmas gatherings that we have all over the church all season long. And it was a gathering of all the people in our prayer ministry a couple Sunday nights ago. Um, and it was really awesome. 
I sat down at the table and there were these little shiny blue stars at each place setting, you know. And I picked it up and I was like, oh, that's cool. It looked like, you know, whatever it is, party favor, something like that. And I flipped it over and it said, only believe. You know what the invitation is? That. It's only believe. Just, just, just believe, man. And the reason I say only is because I think sometimes we think to ourselves, man, we got to have it all together. We got to have all our thoughts together. We got to expel all our doubts. We got to have our lives put together. We got to get our homes put together. We got to get our jobs put together. Man, we're basically a complete mess, okay? And we feel like we got to get it all together before we come to Jesus, before God says, hey, man, you come to me and I show you some life. I'll show you freedom. I'll show you joy. I'll show you peace in the midst of the craziest of circumstances. See, you just just come exactly as you are. You bring your past. You bring your mess. You bring the evil things you have done, the mean things you've said. He's like, forget all that. Because my son has taken care of that. You just got to bring yourself. Only believe. I mean, maybe this Christmas, maybe this is what you're thinking. It's like, okay, I've, I've, I've kind of thought about this. I've messed with this. I don't know. I'm a little confused about it. I don't know what to do with it. But you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm just bringing myself what I have to offer. I'm bringing me who all I got is this little old drum, and I'm not even sure I'm that good at it. And God says, that's what I need. That's enough. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much that you are a God who pursues us. You make yourself real and evident and obvious in ways that that are clear, Lord, if we just don't miss it. And I pray, Lord, I pray right now that everybody in here will take stock of their belief and their journey of faith. That no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, no matter who, who people say they are, no matter who people say you are, that everybody here and everybody watching online can just say, you know what? Only believe. I'm coming with all of my junk. I'm coming with all of my darkness. I'm coming with my life. And I give it to you, Jesus. Lord, I pray this is a Christmas for that. But we also want to say thank you. We want to say thank you and praise you that you have done all this. And this was the beginning of it. You, the Christ child, coming to this earth, God in the flesh. For that we are thankful. Amen.